Hey everyone, it's Tali from Astro Style, and I am here with one of my dear friends, astrologer, wellness consultant, and dream worker, Stephanie Galing. You can find her at stephaniegaling.com. Uh, and we are going to talk about 2020 and how to work with your dreams in this very numinous year. So... Um, Stephanie, what do you see as a big, what are the big deal things that you're focusing on uh, as we enter this new decade, astrologically? So one of the big things is, right, and as we enter into 2020, we have this transformative alignment of Saturn coming together with Pluto. And then the whole year sort of picks up on that after Pluto, after just meeting Saturn, comes in with Jupiter. Right, so this really strong theme with, from a Plutonian perspective of owning our shit, right? Mm -hmm. The whole Pluto. Like, Pluto, you know, really uncovering, digging down into what is real, what is true, right? What has veracity, you know? And I think that it, um, for all of us, both individually and collectively. Right, to really start to see like what has been just a facade, mm. right? Or our own facades and how they've been tested and how we are actually seeing what is real, what is just a pose, right? As we're and to see from that place too about like how do we get down to what's essential, what's integral. So a lot more about that, but that's big sort of questions, how and then that question. is really, I mean, Jupiter is that great truth bearer, and Pluto guards all the secrets, and they're meeting on April fourth, June thirtieth, and November twelfth, three times, and then we have Saturn and you know Pluto meeting January twelfth. So how you know how how are you going to be you know advising clients to kind of work with this? I know I really love your, that whenever I get readings from you, I walk away with like this like transformational insight about, you know, not just like what's happening on the material plane, but like how to shift my mindset, how to really, you know, think beyond just even the physical and like bring it, and that's very, you know, Plutonian, I think too. So how are you going to be advising people to, to move through and, and navigate these energies in 2020? Yeah. So I think some of it is also really looking to this past year to 2019, right? Because although the Saturn Pluto conjunction is not exact until January 12th, you know, the, it was all in play in 2019. Feeling it already. I felt it right? already. Totally. I am feeling it. Yeah. I mean, we've been really pushed to see the limits of our facades, of our bullshit. What is the integrity of the foundations upon which we are building our lives individually and the structures collectively? So I would first say, look back on 2019. What were some of the strong themes for you where you saw that you had to pay attention to things that you might have been turning a blind eye to before? Right? Where you couldn't make so many people dealing with so that, many right? People. You can't, we can't not look. You can't. Even if you want to look away, look. right? You know, everything that, whether we want to say, like, we've swept under the rug, we've put in the closet, we've turned a blind eye, all of those different perspectives. And I think that everybody knows, like, because they were like, recurring themes, mm -hmm. you know, where we said, okay, there's too much suffering that we feel inside, mm -hmm. too much 
stress, too much tension by continuing to not look. Right. right. Now, looking itself might have been stressful or painful or like, oh, no, now I have to take responsibility, very Saturn, for that. Right. right. But this is where the clearing comes. This is where the healing comes. Right. So really to take a look, to do a Saturn inventory mm -hmm. of where you've dug, right. of what secrets Pluto emerged, of, what sh of your own shit that you had to own. Also, right, with Saturn in terms of like making limits like and not accepting other people's shit right, right? And a lot so, of boundary work a lot of boundary work <laughs> and so all of this i feel like like this is a lot of that treasure that now we come forward into 2020 mm. because all of that we have jupiter coming to that connection jupiter that expands jupiter that makes things grow and jupiter that yields the wisdom. So it also feels really important because like, it's not like, okay, if you haven't done the work in 2019, you're out of luck. No, it's not that. You continue to do the work. You continue to take stock. You continue to dig down into what is really foundational for you. Because I also feel like too, right, Jupiter expands. So if you're on an upward climb, you will go faster. Right. But if you're, like, going down, you know, if you've got a lot of, like, shit built up in the pipes, like, it's going to go faster and it's going <laughs> to Call explode. the planetary plumber, everyone. <laughs> you know, the planetary plumber. <laughs> he is here to drill down, yeah. So, it, and it also feels, too, looking at it from another perspective, right? Wisdom can be found, Jupiter, in buried treasure. Ah, uh, I love that. So it feels like it's all um, upon us to go to those places within ourselves to mm -hmm. excavate, right? I've been thinking about this from the perspective of like, it's not just a reconstruction, it's not just change, it's deconstruction ah. for reconstruction. Yes. Right? We've got to tear down that which, again, was our own stories, like those things even that like we just believed in and about ourselves that even limited ourselves. Yeah. We tear them. Our own mythology, our own, even the ways we lie. Like, no one can lie to themselves in 2020, can they? Well, not, I mean, it's not advisable. Let's just say. It's not advisable. And I think, too, I mean, it's interesting <coughs> you bring that up, right? Because I think we've seen, not to get political here, but we've also <laughs> seen, like, you know, 2019 was just, and before that, like, full of lies. And I think that that's what some people are getting so sort of bent out, upset about, because it's like, wait a minute, like, I can't, those lies, that is not truth. But what's it mirroring for us? Right? Thinking about Pluto, mm -hmm. the shadow, right? Like that we're actually also seeing like, wait, I've got to take stock of what's true to me. I can't, you know, continue on this bullshit or these lies about myself to right. myself. And that is the hardest thing. This is the hardest, hardest. work, right? Hardest work. So, so you think, I mean, I agree. I think we're being challenged to do some of the most difficult personal inventory of all times, maybe in 2020, because of this trio that hasn't met up since 1285 AD of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and Capricorn. Yeah, just a few, you know, not too long ago, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels really intense, right? I mean, even saying, like, okay, we actually have, you know, if we are encouraged. We're pulled, I don't want to say forced, so we'll say encouraged, as much you're being encouraged to take a look. But 
But I think also, too, because through that door, right, A, if you don't look, there's suffering, right? Yes. You go through that place, right, and it may feel a bit tenuous at times, but then you're on the other side. So I think that it behooves all of us. Now, there's no reason that we didn't want to, like, deal with our grief or deal mm-hmm. with our shadow or deal mm-hmm. with our sorrow, or de- right? So what can you do to support? yourself to say okay I am going to go through this I am gonna look who's there to help me ah oh, that's great right? my you don't friends, have to do it alone don't yeah. have to do it alone and also thinking about from a Capricorn perspective like it's also Saturn perspective like what structures might be there to help you mm. right family friends community healthcare practitioners healers right. You know, that, and I think this becomes... Coaches even, and that's Saturnian, like, give me a structure or totally. that. Yeah, map. Yeah, mm-hmm. having that map, that's a great great point, right, too, in terms of, like, let's have a plan. It's not just like, okay, we're diving in. It's like, <laughs> let's actually Going into have the ship now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of how we can embrace, to see, embrace, and own the shadow. Right. Our shadow. To become more whole. To have this great level. Now, that's not to say, again, that it's easy. And I think that also, like, we're feeling this collectively. Like, I was going to say, with the environment, oh we're being forced God. to look at even the way we're handling, you know, our natural resources and factories and whatnot and climate crisis. Yeah. It's so, I mean, you know, and, and not to say that nobody's paying attention, but, like, come t- 2019, it felt like there was this surge, right, mm. whether with... Greta, with what have you, you know, the, the school strikes, um, Jean Fonda every Friday, like, out there, you know, striking as well, you know, protesting. And I thought what was interesting from a real Plutonian perspective is we used to all call it climate change. Change. You know, change could be hard, change could be easy, change sort of feels neutral. Now the words, like you even say, climate crisis, climate breakdown, mm-hmm. climate emergency. We can't paint that like rosy, you know, (laughs) hue on this anymore now. Exactly, right? And so even that shift in languaging and that perspective feels very much, again, what we need to see, to own, to name, to call out, even through our voices, to take that out of the shadow. And it's hard. I mean, it's, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. about like, oh my God, there's like, how many of our species are dying every day? Oh my God, right now, like, yeah. Australia is burning. Yeah. You know, like, we are having these crazy, like, rain nonstop here, right? Yeah. In Seattle. And to think about the possibility of destruction, you know, on such a large level and the emotions that that brings up grief or sadness or mm. fear or maybe, you know, guilt from, well, what part of it was, you know, those are things that we're like, don't want to look at, right. don't want to look at. But right. it almost feels we like. Do. It's, it's like, I don't know if people can even conscientiously not look anymore. Exactly. It's almost like we're starting, I think, and I've been feeling it, I don't know about you, but since, you know, since the middle of last year, as Saturn and Pluto are getting really closer and closer, it's like, like it's almost irresponsible yep. to, you know, you can no longer be an ostrich. Yep. And nobody wants to. It feels more out of control to bury your head in the sand than it does to actually... Um, take a look and say, solution time, you know? Yeah. And that faith, and maybe Jupiter will give us that faith that, like, we can find solutions right. to these very 
big monumental, Pluto, <laughs> things that we are moving through. And being in Capricorn, you know, governments, the economy, corporations, like, I know talk is shifting more and more to like, okay, it's great to bring a metal straw, that's important, you know, mindset, but the real shift is going to come from a systematic level, and we're, we're moving into so much Capricorn and Aquarius. What do you think about the Aquarian energy that's coming in through, you know, Saturn moving into Aquarius March 21st, July 1st, and then again meeting up at the end of the year, we'll have Jupiter and Saturn together in Aquarius December 17th and 19th, and then the great conjunction of them together on in Aquarius, zero degrees on December 21st. So what do you think about that Aquarian energy? How will that, how, you know, that will add to the chorus of... You know, dealing with our shit. <laughs> well, I think it's right. It's so interesting because it feels like this year with Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, like you were saying, right? It's also about the structural approach, mm. right? And it's about being diligent and doing the work. Yes. And, but slowly, slowly doing the work. It's not like, you know, I mean, when, you know, with Neptune and Pisces and there was Jupiter and Sagittarius and all this sort of magical thinking and I'll just like wish it away. <laughs> like we actually have to come to the mat. We actually have to do the work slowly, slowly, slowly during the year. And then I feel like with Aquarius, we have this possibility to come into it together. Right, and realizing too, and I was thinking when you said about the metal straws too, like we've, I think, also all come to the realization that yes, it's important for me to compost and recycle and use energy efficient bulbs and all that. But really, in terms of the climate, like what's going to happen right. has to come from an institutional level, right? And so then come the Aquarius, like, can, will we band together? In a new way, right? You know, a societal shift societal altogether. Shift. Yeah, because really, that's the way that we're going to make it through, um, and not just on a, on a sort of a climate perspective, I think, but like to recreate our world mm. so that it does have more of those, you know, what some say are those Aquarian values, those like utopian ideals. Yeah. yeah, to be like you know altruistic, to care about hum- to come from a humanitarian perspective. As a Sagittarius, and I know. You're a Pisces sun, you know, and so we are kind of those optimistic, visionary dreamers, and we had our ruling planets squaring each mm-hmm. other in 2019. Do you think that kind of took us to the limits of, it was like, okay, dream time cannot, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like we can't have these dreams, but how do we connect them to reality? And that's the next, actually... Well, I want to ask you about dream work in 2020, but do you think that Jupiter, how do you think the Jupiter-Neptune squares that happened in January, June, and September of 2019 kind of affected this new dialogue? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, and, you know, reflecting what you said, um, you know, I think, too, almost on a homeopathic level, right, we, like, saw so much of the illusion, mm, right? right? We saw so much of the cloud, you know, and then we're, just, you know, we saw so much of the, like, I'm just going to take off, you know, yeah. Jupiter making Neptune bigger. Um, <coughs> and then we realized, like, no, like, it maybe it burst a bubble on some level mm-hmm. of that, you know, that we actually need to come back down. And I actually liked when I thought about it last year, how it would be Jupiter um, with Neptune, and then also there was the Neptune with Saturn, and Saturn was the last one. So it's sort of like... Yeah, this whole notion of also, I mean, I think expansion of like possibility of faith and people getting more into like Newman, the study of the numinous and what have you. But I think it definitely 
burst some of our bubble of like, yeah, we just can't sit and meditate it all away. <laughs> like we've got to come to the map. You know, yeah, yeah. Capricorn and all these planets lining up in Capricorn. Yeah. And it's, it is going to, you know, in some ways, I wonder if that will push us a little more to that dream realm. And so how do, how can, you know, mm. it's like, I always think of everything having a polarity, you know, it's like too much of that hard scrabble realism energy is going to like, could be a downer. How can we work with, I mean, not that we have to like be all, you know, sparkle ponied out with our dreams because, <laughs> you know, sometimes the messages of our dreams are not going to be that. Definitely not. Yeah. Like how will dream work play into this? How can it? How can it be a tool for navigating this too? Because I know it's not like, oh, dream work is this is your dream. <laughs> you know, it's a tool that you have. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, one of the things that's so interesting for me about working with dreams and working with astrology, right, is that through astrology, whether it's our own astrology or seeing the collective kairos, like what's up in the zeitgeist at the moment and looking at that through astrology, you know, we have that understanding of either the individual or the collective psyche. And our dreams tap into that as well, right? So the, so the ability to see how they weave together and use them together, mm. there's so much synergy, excuse me. And yet here we talk about too, like <clears throat> Jupiter and Pluto. You know, Pluto is also about the subconscious, like what's going on in the dark, right. what's going when the lights are out and I'm sleeping, you know, what is my subconscious revealing? Right. And so, and not to say like, oh, uh, dream work is only great during the year of Jupiter Pluto. Of course not. <laughs> but it feels extra powerful, right? What can I learn when my, the depths of my psyche that I can access through many different ways, including in my dreams? And what can they bring forth? In terms of insight, in terms of healing, what have you. So, do you want to keep going? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I always have so many questions, you know, the sad in me. Well, I was just, I would love, I know you have a tool to share for, yeah. for dream work, too. So, I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting for the, no, I know. Um, <laughs> I am, I am. But you know that about me already. Yeah, what have you talk to us about, you know, working with our dreams as individuals. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways you can work with your dreams from an individual perspective, but one thing to talk about for this year, right, is how can you turn to your dreams for insight, for healing, for solace, for wayfinding mm. through this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, right? So again, if this year brings all of us some really deep, connections to profound feelings okay how can we use our dreams to go into that so tell us what we can do you know to actually tap into this uh tap into our dreams yeah yeah how so you know again the fact that we will be closer to these deep feelings Right? And those feelings that, again, we may not have wanted to open to in our waking consciousness. And they will come through our dreams. So one of the things that you can do, knowing that your dreams will be really revealing from this perspective, from these Jupiter, Pluto, and Capricorn themes of, you know, 
radical transformation, of structures that are not even dissolving, being ripped apart for regrowth. Right. Right? For the facing of emotions or truths or thoughts that we have kept at bay, right, is through turning to your dream. So there's this really wonderful exercise called dream incubation. And it's basically, have we talked about this so far? I don't think we have, no. So in dream incubation, in this part of dream incubation, what you're doing is you're asking your dreams. In your conscious mind, you're communicating with the part of your mind that dreams and asking it for insight. Uh So you're seeding your dreams intentionally. Mm. So what you would do is say, and I'm going to give examples of how to work with this in Jupiter and Pluto, but just in terms of how the technique works, is you think about what it is that you want your dreams to reveal. You know, it could be something like, you know, show me an archetype of Jupiter, Pluto, or it can be, I'm working through this instances of jealousy mm-hmm. or unempowerment or, you know, finding the faith to surrender, whatever it may be, right? You think about what's really coming up for you in your life. You focus on that theme. And then as you're going to bed, you, 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 what you're doing is you want to frame a very simple question to your psyche. Now, mm. you don't want this question to say, dream, tell me about X and Y and Z. And, because then when you get your dream in the morning, you, you will be like, which part did that answer, right? We ah. want it very Capricorn, very like on point and very simple. Specific and very simple. Specific. Okay. So you may ask your dream something about, um, give me an example of something that somebody could be moving um, uh, What do I need to know for my love life? Great. And, you know, what do I need to shift within myself to find love? Perfect. So you ask, and, and you really, in a very um, thoughtful way, you ask that to yourself, right? You could say it to yourself. You could say, dream, please show me. You know, dream, please reveal. And then again, very simply. Now, to really focus this and emphasize this, what you can do is you can write the question in your dream journal. Uh Right? Because oftentimes, too, when I've done this before, too, I do dream incubation. I don't write it down. I wake up in the morning. I have this dream. And I'm like, wait, what was it that I wanted to know? Right? So you, you write it down. It could also, if you really want to focus on even more emphasizing sort of the connection, you might have something either in your dream altar or your nightstand that reminds you of it. Uh-huh. Now, let's just say that it's about a creative project that you're working on or a relationship with somebody, you right? bring a picture exactly. or a or something. Exactly. And you <coughs> look at that before you go to sleep. Right? Mm. So you're setting, it's all about Triggering intention. your unconscious and subconscious. It's almost like you, you're, at, you're doing a tarot read. Your subconscious is giving you a... A tarot card. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, so because you're like, you're you're honing that intention and you are honoring the weaving together relationship between all of the parts of your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing too is that where this is also has another benefit is that the research has shown that people who have confidence that they remember, that they dream and that they remember their dream and revere the value of their dream actually remember their dreams more. Really? Okay, because I was going to ask, there's people out there, I myself don't always remember remember my dreams, but I also have this story that I've said, oh, I don't remember my dreams, so I'm going to stop saying that as of today. Right. And And, And maybe what you could do is you could also frame that, not like, I don't remember my dreams, but you can also say, 
you know, I didn't remember my dreams last night. Okay. You know, and I always instruct people also when they keep their dream journals, if you wake up and you don't remember your dream, instead of not writing in your dream journal, you still, you know, you still want consistency, very Capricorn. Uh And you can say, I didn't yet remember my dreams from last night. Um, Just write it in there. Just to make sure you're cataloging and getting your own neural pathways in the practice of that. Exactly. And it's Mm -hmm. still, because what that sets up is not a message that, like, I didn't have a dream. Right. It's just... On this evening, I honor that I had a dream. I just didn't remember. And I love, I love that because I know that I have dreams. Because I, when I wait, I'm like, oh, where am I? I'm, not, you know, out on the timeline somewhere else. But to consciously practice, like recording daily, exactly. nightly. So before bed, before bed, you have a dream journal by your bed, and you write a question to yourself. Mm-hmm. Close it. Go to sleep. <laughs> what if you wake up in the middle of the night? Sometimes to record dreams. Yep. Yep. If, so if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can, you know, record your dreams, write them down. Oh. If you either have a partner who sleeps very soundly or you sleep alone, you can use a recorder, which is what I really like to do, you know, on your iPhone yeah. or your, you know, you can record your dreams. Um, and also what I think is interesting is that it feels like this year in terms of like really looking to our dreams for wisdom and insight again, because we are looking for wisdom, Jupiter, into that which is buried our dreams right but also to really then tap you know tapping into that energy how might you actually see the archetypes Mm. of jupiter and pluto showing up in your Uh, dreams say a little more about that that's fascinating so thinking about too like what are those archetypes you know especially when you talk about pluto like it's a lot about the shadow right and it's about the darkness it's about the shit right it's about think under bare you know underground treasures mm. the vol- you know volcanic activity what's being hidden what is underneath you know who knows too like some people when they're focusing on capricorn themes or they're moving through these times in their life you know the cap you know the mountain goat the mountain you know right like oh, that. true and so it's always really interesting when you can see crystal those caves archives. maybe you know <laughs> exactly that's what i want in my capricorn dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um dream incubation okay okay you know me the crystal cave tonight dream journal yes and to see especially like and and it's not just that you would do dream incubation like around those dates of the jupiter pluto conjunction although if you want to try it out you know it could be really interesting to do it around those times because the archetype or like right around those times when the moon is tying in you know in a um cardinal sign Mm. because it's it's going to carry it it's going to transmit it is to do that, right? Because then you almost like you have a hotline, if you will, to that collective unconscious and to see what of those archetypes that come through. So April 5th, June 30th, November 12th, or the 13th, depending on your time zone. So those are going to be the hot button days. But you never know. I mean, this is is for the whole year. I mean, because it's so, and it's kind of the way Jupiter-Neptune squares kind of blanketed all of 2019 and forced us to look at the illusions now we're ready to the illusions are shattered we're ready to look at our shit (laughs) pluto being the planetary plumber you know getting down there in the pipes but also what we project and say i think in our waking life too that where what are our waking dreams what's the delusion (laughs) or we're saying that person over there is doing this to me instead and then turning it into like and how am I playing a role in this? How am I a mirror for that? Maybe I'm not exactly like them. Part of me may be, you know, magnetizing that reaction. And this is not to blame the victim or anything like that, but a powerful place to stand to say, 
what if I considered a situation this way, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it behooves all of us to do the shadow work, mm-hmm. right, individually. I also do wonder, too, in 2020, like, will that collective shadow get even more? I mean, already it's gotten so <laughs> I think large so. over the last couple yeah. of years, right? But maybe it's this year, too, where we own that, where we take that back, where we're not, again, like, turning that blind eye and where we have to really, like, embrace and do that work with the elections for sure i think that's going to bring out you know a lot of jupiter pluto i mean this is i'm thinking like the whole you know election cycle the democratic primaries in the u.s and you know the actual presidential election are all under this jupiter Pluto. like looking at who we are when we go to go to the map in terms and it's already become clearly it's going to be a fight, you know, and so, but who are we when we're, are we more focused on the fight or our ideals and the Aquarian, that's where I think the Aquarian energy may come in too, right? Well, and it's interesting thinking, as you were saying that, I was thinking like, <clears throat> like if everybody sort of did that, like going to the polls during like, like the Jupiter, <laughs> doing a Jupiter Pluto exercise, but you could kind of go both ways, right? Like uh-huh. Jupiter Pluto for some people is like, I want control. I'm scared of losing power. Uh-huh. Like it's okay that there's sort of that dark or, you know, so I'm going to sort of vote that way, right? But it's all, or it's like, okay, let me really dig down into what is essential mm. and what is true and let, you know, and so, and then I go to the polls that way. It's almost like how it's like this voting, like oh in, in God. Jupiter Pluto. Um, there was something that, I wanted to also say, let's see if it just sort of Neptune evaporated. Bring it back, bring it um, back. Oh, but I think too, like this year, and I feel like we will see more of this, this you know, in 2020 is, you know, we can talk about like, oh, do our shadow work or, oh, like, oh, you know, <laughs> Need dig crystals, yeah. like, let's find the crystal cab. You know, we can talk right. about all of that, <laughs> but it's ugly. I mean, it's also been really, really hard mm-hmm. to see that. You know, and so I think, too, it's like, how do you continue to find a level of courage, right? I think some of it might also be, like, doing the Capricorn, like, finding the pace at which you, Mm -hmm. a steady pace, so that you can maintain a sense of resilience as you make these shifts. Yes. And yet it does also feel like there's also this pressure, Pluto, which is also about survival, like, don't go too slow because survival... I mean, there's a lot <laughs> bubbling up for yeah. all of us, and I think that it will do so more next in 2020. But how do you have outlets for that? You know, yeah, your dreams can guide you, and they can get, be a wayfinding. But I also feel too that we need to find outlets to take what's Pluto deep down within us and find ways to get it out. Right. You know, Jupiter's sort of seems like that. Ah, oh, I gotta just call it like it is too. Like, you know, I'm thinking too, like artwork, you know, creative expression, you know, connecting with people, coming together, you know, sort of that pre-Aquarian sort of what's going to happen, coming, banding together with people who have shared value and shared vision, you know, to do what you find is essential and important. And, and, And as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe this, maybe in 2019, it was like you, 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 you. And then it's like Jupiter, Pluto, me, 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 me too. Mm. Like calling ourselves out as we discover that we all, we all are part of the same system. We've all been, you know, part of this world of consumerism and white supremacy and, you know, homophobia. And, you know, how do we also 
own that and say, I have participated in that in a way, you know, like we have to, you know, maybe this may force that kind of reckoning that can be very hard for people to do because no one wants to connect to that shadow that run, you know, I didn't invent this. I was just born this way, but how are, you know, that, I think that's going to be a tough intense moment but really necessary in order to move society in order to advance society the next level we have to also take responsibility completely very saturny type no i think you're right on like because if we say well i can't i don't want to admit that about myself or i was part of the problem right so then we can go into like the ostrich mode right right but then there's no healing Right. right, and then there's there's continued suffering. But to have that courage to say, you know what, I'm going to take stock of the fact that like I did have this bias, or I did, you know, do this thing, or I didn't care women species were being, whatever it may be. Right. But just to say, <coughs> okay, I did this. I will take stock of this. I will own that. Yeah. And now let's come together and move that forward. That can be very empowering in a way that it never has before, and it's going to be really interesting to see how we are able to, as a species, hopefully turn, you know, trash into treasure, you know, if we can, or just our own shadow coming into light. And this is, so there, I know... Trash you, into treasure. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love a good alliteration. <laughs> I love oh, a good alliteration. Moment, yeah. So I know you've talked to me um, about retrograde spells, having um, a particular... Um, bent in the way you do dream work and we have Venus going retrograde from May 13th to June 25th and then Mars going retrograde from September 9th to um, November 13th right over the election as well in Aries and Venus retrograde in Gemini how would you work with dreams during those spells is there a specific uh, exercise or a way to just think yeah yeah for sure so again thinking from an as above so below perspective as we do and thinking about retrograde right a going back, mm. a retraversing of territory, right? So we see it in our waking lives that things from the past or people from the past, resources from the past, do show back up, whether they literally do or in our mind's eye, right? Um, so in dreams, right, we can look at this a couple of ways, especially around the beginning of the retrograde and the end uh-huh. of the retrograde, right, when that energy is really strong, Um Look to see in your dreams whether literally there are retrograde themes. You know, I've worked with so many people who their themes are like, they actually are like, they go and walk back the steps that they walk through. Mm. They're walking backwards. You know, they're turning back around. Things from the past are coming through their dreams. And pay special attention to that. Like, what's coming from the past for you? Or what are you finding yourself... Um, focusing your attention on in your dreams that may have come before. Yes. Because to me, that, whether it be in waking life, in dreaming life, in all parts of our life, that is such a big part of the value and the virtue of those retrogrades is that we get to see our skip steps. Ah, right. And right. what treasures that we've missed the first time around for whatever reason, you know, that they come back to access. 
Mm. Right? And you can, of course, do then dream incubation during those times, right? Venus retrograde may very well be about, like, you know, what, how can I reclaim a greater level of understanding related to what I value, my own sense of oh, self-worth, yeah. relationships, finances even. And I'm even thinking maybe during, since Venus is retrograde in Gemini in 2020 to, like, whatever happened to that person? <laughs> or, you know, I'm not like your dream is going to be, like, a detective, but, like, should I reconnect to this person? Or you could, could you possibly even have that reconnection in the dream that satisfies? Or what do I need to, to say to this ex in order yes. to be complete? Or this old friend? You know, since Gemini kind of rules platonic relationships. Um, is there a frenemy? <laughs> that you know you should never write again, but you want to know what to say. Could you kind of heal that or resolve it within your dreams? I mean, I would say too, right, like when people would talk about like, you know, do the like the write a letter that you're never going to send, yeah. right? Like <laughs> you, a dream that you're never going to right. record on. You could do that, right? Like, and maybe that's what you do your incubation around, right? Is about having that experience. Closure through your dreams. Having which closure. can happen. Because <laughs> you, I mean, and you know, I'm sure you've had dreams where you like, you wake up and you're like, was that a dream? Was that real? Like, I actually feel really different. Something yeah. has been transformed in me. I've had dreams where I've literally like screamed at somebody who hurt me and it never, and then I felt like I don't never need to, I'm done. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, like you work <laughs> out some of the, you know, on an emotional level through your dreams. Yeah. Right. So, right. Well, that's great. Like, what conversations may I have? You and know, Mars retrograde with the warring Aries energy might be really good for conflict resolution through dreams, huh? Yeah, exactly. So that you're not going to have those possible conflicts, like, out in the, like, waking world. But, Bar right, brawls I, and whatnot. Yeah. What's that? Bar brawls <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> and, it, and so it's interesting to look, too, like, then in that Mars retrograde, like, what is coming up in terms of themes in your dreams related to how you fight for things, what you want to mm. champion, how you deal with your anger, how you deal with frustrated anger. Oh, that's so you know, true. What do I really desire that I'm not allowing myself to give voice to? Oh, that's you know? going to be powerful. And how can I get a different perspective on that? So this is a year, if you could sum it all up, for us to really get real about, you know, the things that have been buried underground. What do you think, you know, if there's... Of course, there's more than one thing. Just a couple of takeaways for people to, like, really bring this into their lives. What would you leave people with? Um, so I would say own your shit, mm -hmm. right? And I think that it's not just owning your shit. I also think that it's this notion of, like, re-embracing that which you may have buried and cast away. Mm. Like, where are the hidden treasures that reside within you that you have not valued, that you have not honored, right? That maybe you have cast away through societal conditioning, you've got what, what have you. Oh, which reminds me, something I wanted to weave in that just made me remember, is also through this Jupiter and Pluto, Ha um, when it occurs, it squares Eris mm. in Aries. And so I think that that further asks us to say, what are those disinvited parts of myself? Mm. And how can I bring them back right, to my who I am right, and that sense of ownership? Yeah, can you say a little bit about what Eris represents in astrology? Yeah, yeah so Eris represents many things, including like you know, Eris was the goddess of discord. 
um, without going into the whole myth, right? <laughs> she like threw the apple, there was lots of upset, there was this, there was that, and you know, the consequences led to supposing the Trojan War or what have you. you know, she, I believe, is the sister of Mars, so she is also a warrior, oh. and she fights for, she inspires for us to fight for that which is not just unfair, but in terms of discrimination of feeling wow. like an outsider. So where, you know, thinking about it collectively, those people or those groups who are left out, mm. who are uninvited, and thinking for ourselves, like, what are those parts of ourselves that we, you know, do not, you know, bring to, like, the main party? Because we say, oh, no, no, not me. Oh, no, I can't admit uh-huh. this. Oh, no, that got me in trouble. What would have you? Right? So it's, it's an interesting mix with Uranus and Pluto because it's really this sense of like, let me go down into possibly even my sorrows or my hurts in terms of that had me do this separation. Had me even discriminate within myself, let alone with other people, right? That right. projection and reclaim that. Ah, and I think about, you know, the Aries, that the fact that Aries is an Aries, yeah. just kind of how fast are we to fight? Are we fighting for the right things? Are we fighting the right battles? And um, as a protector of, you know, people who are, or, you know, the champion for people who are left out, but where do we feel left out? Um, you know, whereas probably that will come. I think everyone who, you know, whatever side, because everything's very polarized yeah. now, it's as if we're on two sides. If you talk to people on one side or the other, everyone feels that they're just protecting what they what's right and themselves, and they're you know, and how can we actually you know maybe it's these squares will force us to see that we're actually fighting for the same ideal, even if we're coming at it from totally different sides, you know, and it's I'm curious to see how that will pan out, you know. Meanwhile, it's my laugh because you're like, okay, let's just synthesize to a few things. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Well, well, you know. That's like a big thing because there's so much to say about this, too. Sagittarius sun. <laughs> One more thing. No, um, me too. No. I'm like, too far but wait. And well, then wait, there's but wait, more. But then, oh, bullet pointing out. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm kidding. laughs> I love it. So, it's so true. So, yeah, I think that that's, you know, and, and to your point, too, like, you know, um, those, you know, who has been marginalized, right? And how can mm. we, you know, and who, what parts of ourselves have been marginalized? Right. You know, but again, do we do, you know, maybe we own again that shadow or that projection about what we're doing out in the world because of what we do for ourselves, mm. right? So you start at home. Yep. You start at home and then you bring that out into the world, start which again feels home. very That's important great. when then. Jupiter and Saturn come with Aquarius, right? Then we can come together. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on the winter solstice of 2020. On top of timing. it all, right? Um, one last thing, because there's always one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> but many of you have read Stephanie and on our website, Astro Style. She's our wellness astrologer. So um, you have a great practice using flower essences. And I'd asked Stephanie to come up with one or two flower essences that we can use to balance ourselves. Can you say a little bit about how to work with flower essences? And I know you've chosen a couple, so... Yeah, yeah. so flower essences, and most people might be familiar with flower essences when they think about the um, complex remedy called Rescue Remedy, mm. which is five flower essences that are used for like acute shock or stress. Um, flower essences are vibrational elixirs that help you to balance unbalances in sort of emotional and energetic 
you know, energetic ways. Like we all have different levels of stress. What's causing your stress? What's causing my stress? And these flower essences address them, each of them. So I was thinking about, there's a multitude of different ones. It obviously depends upon yourself, but just sort of a, from a collective perspective, I can see the two that I would choose would be rock rose. Rock rose feels very intensely Jupiter and Pluto because rock rose is for when you might find yourself, you know, experiencing perceived like, um, like catastrophe, right? Mm. Whether it be like a personal catastrophe or sort of connecting apart. into like the sort of sense of collective, like the structures, Capricorn, are crumbling, mm. right? So rock rose is really good in terms of like allowing you to stay grounded and feel protected while it feels like Rome might be burning, right? right? And it's, or the sky is falling. Or the or... sky is falling, and you're facing that sense of personal adversity. You know, so you get that sense of grounding and faith and connection. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, Rock Rose, you know, in all my studies, when I would think about Rock Rose, I was like, oh, this is a really extreme flower essence. But for people who might feel like sort of, you know, imbalanced like that, that would be great. I feel like a rock rose mocktail has to be on the New Year's Eve menu. Like, let us all forget the champagne. First, let's do, because you can mix it up, right? And, you know? Yeah, and that's, okay, yes, let's do that. How point. does rock rose pair with champagne? <laughs> does it work? I don't know. Pray with a little, like, rose. Yeah, it's right. perfect. So, and actually, so your point, too, like, the way that you can actually use flower essences is you can actually put them in water or your mocktail or your cocktail. Okay. Um, you can take them by mouth. You, one of the ways that I love to use them is, <coughs> like, a, a glass bottle filtered water put about six drops of your flower essence and you can use multiple ones and then maybe put your favorite essential oil ylang ylang lavender rosemary whatever you like shake it up and then just spray yourself oh, right? yeah. spray yourself you spray your environment so that's another that's a way to, to use the flower essences um and then i would say too there's so many different ones there's aspen there's mimulus but i'd say if there was just another one you were only going to get one flower essence Rescue Remedy actually has rock rose in it. Oh, does it? It also has Impatience and Clematis and um, Star of Bethlehem and I think Cherry Plum. So if you just want something like tucked away in your pocket for those times when you might feel like there's a bit of stress that I'm moving through and I need some support, um, Rescue Remedy or it's also called Five Flower Formula. It's great stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it works for pets too. It works for pets. They have a pet blend. I know. Yeah. So yes, I would recommend, you know, either sort of that really cute or, or just sort of using that formula that will cover Oh, you. that's amazing. Okay, rock rose. It should, I'm already, I think the rose petal. Now, can you, can you sip it with champagne? Just curious. I think you can. Okay. <laughs> Minds are turning, wheels are turning. Well, thank you so much for, you know, you already know that I am starstruck by you, but I think it's, you know, because you're just so brilliant at blending you know, the emotional, the psychological, the transformational, and the celestial in a way that you are able to, like, provide real-world solutions to. And you're so wise and just but always uplifting. And I really thank you for sharing that with everyone here. Because this is 20... Now I feel much more prepared, you know, like, for 2020, knowing that, okay, there's going to, you know, be some tough stuff to look at, but... Okay, that's all right. Accept it. Embrace it. Make room for it. And um, I know also that you're coming out with a book on dreams uh, in September. 
Any other things, you know, to look forward to? Or, you know, the book's going to be... Talk to us a little bit about your book. So the book is attentively called um, The Complete Book of Dreams. And it covers a whole host of different topics related to that are both informational, inspirational, and practical. Great. You know, how to work with your dreams and really looking at dreams from a healing perspective. So it does tie in, there's astrology in it and tarot and also, you know, from a psychological perspective, there's lots and lots of different things in the book. And it's been, no pun intended, a dream come true. (laughs) Um, And I will be doing much more work when I finish my book, which is actually two days after the Saturn Pluto conjunction. Oh my God. Um, I will be doing much, much more work with dreams in this coming year, doing dream groups, doing classes on dreams, hoping to do programs as uh-huh. well with organizations, institutions, hotels, what have you, with sleep and dreams. Oh, perfect. Um, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to blending is my um, passion about the environment and environmental awareness with astrology. Mm. Um, so I'm do, working with Astrology University, part of their Eco Summit, and I've been going to work with uh, more clients from that perspective because oh, astrology can really hold a key. I think again, through this Jupiter-Pluto time, that can help us to orient to these larger issues that face us all. Yeah, so. the, the, I love that you're working with the Earth, and you know that's that's your magic. You know, <laughs> too, you're here on this plane. And you're up here too, and you know how to move back and forth really fluidly. So I see the sun first. <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> right? Of course, you know. So I am excited to see what emerges, and that dream book is a long time coming. We have needed that, haven't we? So, and you can find her at stephaniegaling.com. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank Happy you 2020, so much. everyone. Thank you, yeah. and thank you for what you're doing for all of us. Aww. You know, with the summit and with everything else that you and Opie do. Great. I mean, how can we not? You know, <laughs> it's only a chance to hang out with our favorite people. Eleventh house sun. What else are we gonna do? So, <laughs> all right. Well, bye everyone, bye. and have a great twenty twenty. Have a great twenty twenty. Or uh, look at your shit, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and have a great time doing it. You know, <laughs> your rock rose mocktail. Exactly. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm.